dear chief, much has happened since we last spoke. Welcome to Dear Chief Podcast, where your hosts and their guests share the 411 of being married to the people who respond to 911s. Take a peek into fire family life and get unabashed advice on how to prevent forest fires in your marriage. Now, here's your hosts, two seasoned firewives, Audra and Chelsea. Welcome back to Dear Chiefs Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea, and I'm here with my co-host, Audra, and our special guest, firewife, physician assistant, clinical herbalist, and functional medicine specialist, Jessica Myers. Say hey, ladies. Hello. Good morning, everyone. It's nice to be here with you. Okay, so Jessica began her career in healthcare over 14 years ago as an EMT in Los Angeles, California. She later became a phlebotomist working part-time and volunteering while earning her bachelor's degree from, is it Biola University? Biola. Biola. Jessica continued her education with a master's degree from the University of Southern California, Keck School of Medicine, graduating as a physician assistant. During her time in clinical practice, Jessica found her true passion of herbal medicine, drawing from her background in the traditional medicine medical model. I can speak today, guys. Herbal medicine experience and integrative functional training. Jessica offers a truly innovative approach to taking charge of your health. Woo. That's a mouthful. (laughs) In this episode, we'll be talking with Jessica about the benefits of holistic healing for both your first responder and their family. Jessica is going to help us learn how to use herbal medicine to get back to sleep and reduce stress. Welcome, Jessica. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, your firefighter, and your journey in herbal medicine. Well, nice to be here, Chelsea and Andra. Um, So I have been married to my firefighter um, almost 11 years now, and he started his career um, in a small little department in California, the El Segundo Fire Department. And um, after a few years, transferred to the LA County Fire Department. Now, um, I know you guys know how hard it is going through academies with your firefighter. So um, his transfer to the LA County Fire Department coincided with me going back to work for the first time with a 12 week old baby. So he was gone all the time. Um, We were living in San Diego and he basically lived in a frat house, um, you know, like uh, two and a half hours away so that he could be at Academy every day. And um, let me tell you back then, I had a completely different approach to um, working and being a mom and doing all the things. And um, I was, pretty convinced that I could be superwoman and just do it all. And so, you know, we made it through that academy. Um, We survived. And you know what? Just a couple months later, it was fire season. And I know you've all experienced it. They go to work. It's supposed to be one day that they're gone and they come home a month later. Um, So having an eight-month-old baby at that time 
working full time in a busy, busy medical practice, which, you know, it was just like 25, 30 miles from our home, but with traffic that turned into a hour and a half of traffic with a screaming baby in the car with me for a month. So that really kind of led to my own personal story with burnout and really realizing that um, I can't keep doing all these things if I'm not taking care of myself. Um, It's just so important that we're addressing our own needs at a very um, deep personal level in order to be able to care for those around us, to be able to um, support our firefighters to take care of our children and stay healthy in the process. So um, it really highlighted the big gaps in the way that the traditional medical model cares for people. It's really easy um, at an appointment to just tell someone you need to manage your stress. You need to do less. It's easy to say, it's hard to do. And so that had me really looking for other ways to support my health and support the health of um, everyone that I worked with. So I started learning herbal medicine from um, the fabulous Dr. Lodog. If you have not heard of her, um, she is just a absolute treasure. She started her career um, as a herbalist and massage therapist and, then started working as a midwife and then later got her medical degree and um, is just absolutely a wonderful person to to work with. So um, learning herbal medicine really changed my approach to health and changed how I, um, I really help support others through their own story of burnout, stress, and sleep deprivation, because it's all connected. And if we ignore those nagging little symptoms, you know, there's not really um, a big problem or a diagnosis that you can tag to it, but those little whispers, um, if we ignore them, then they have a chance to over time grow and grow and grow. And that's when we end up with uh, the diagnosable diseases. So my hope is that uh, we can learn to listen and, you know, do some, you know, easy everyday practices that will help support our body. So we don't get to that point. That's amazing. Um, obviously we've all been having trouble sleeping, um, especially since COVID hit. Um, So tell us how does herbal medicine help with this especially? So in herbal medicine, we have a variety of different herbs that are helpful for um, getting you to sleep deeper, better, and easier. But it's really important to remember just how important quality sleep is in our life. People who are chronically sleep deprived um, have higher incidence of depression, um, especially for our men that are getting up all night long. You know, they have interrupted sleep all the time. And that is probably the number one testosterone killer. And so, you know, men with low testosterone struggle with weight more, struggle with mood more as well. 
And then I think, you know, all the women, especially listening would be interested in hearing how important sleep is for our production of growth hormone. Um, growth hormone is what you want a whole lot of as a adult for the anti-aging benefits. It helps to repair our body, um, stimulate collagen production. So, um, we can keep, you know, as much of our youthful, um, looks as possible. Wait, hold on. Repeat that, por favor. <laughs> you have to sleep if you want to avoid rapid aging. So what you're saying is these wrinkles are due to not sleeping. Okay. <laughs> yes, my dear. You need you need good sleep. You need consistent sleep. And so that the collagen will not help. <laughs> Yes. So you need that growth hormone also. And the growth hormone, it's secreted in the deep sleep period. So after you go to sleep, you know, after an hour or two, that's when it peaks. And then there's another peak in the wee hours of the morning, a couple hours before you should rise. So if you are burning the midnight oil, staying up till midnight one all the time, you are really missing a key time period for boosting that growth hormone so that we can get all those anti-aging benefits. Oh man. Okay. (sighs) I need you to be able to fall asleep easily, stay asleep Mm -hmm. and then have quality sleep. Because, um, with many of the clients that I work with, they say, Oh, I sleep fine. But then they tell me that they wake up exhausted every day or, they can't remember the last time they had a dream. And those are both signs that you may be getting, um, you know, the appropriate number of hours of sleep, but it's not necessarily quality of sleep. And so we need that quality with the quantity of sleep in order to um, really support our bodies through periods of stress um, to support our mood, to support our our weight regulation and our anti-aging as well. And, um, women, we need sleep, especially to support our hormones as well. So, um, a few of my favorite herbs for helping people to sleep. And with that stress response, um, the first would be a class of herbs called adaptogens and adaptogens are really getting, um, a lot of attention lately. It's kind of like a hip buzzword in the health world. Um, but many people may not be familiar with them. So I'll tell you a little bit about them first. So adaptogens are a class of herbs that help your body adapt to stress. So, um, they don't make you groggy and fall asleep. They don't make you feel like wired and hyper, but at the very same time, they can help you transition to sleep easier and help you to have more energy during the day because they're really helping you to, um, to manage your body's ability to adapt to stress. So um, I'll tell you about a couple of my favorite adaptogens um, because they're just so helpful in getting that quality sleep. Yeah. Um, Have you heard about ashwagandha? Yes. My, actually my teenager takes it every day. Yes. Love ashwagandha. It's probably, um, I think the number one adaptogen that most people hear about. If they've heard about an adaptogen, they've heard about ashwagandha. Mm -hmm. Um, 
many people don't know just how wide reaching the benefits is. Um, ashwagandha is helpful in managing your cortisol response. So cortisol is a hormone that your body secretes in response to stress. Um, so it's helpful so that your body can appropriately manage those short-term periods of stress. So think back to like caveman times, if you are being chased by like a saber toothed tiger, you want your body to produce cortisol. Um, it's a natural steroid. It gives you that burst of energy in order to, you know, get your butt out of there and, you know, not be eaten by a saber toothed tiger. So those short-term stresses like that is what cortisol is for. But today we may not be running from a saber-toothed tiger, but we have these stressors that are, you know, maybe a little bit lower intensity, but they just go on and on and on and on and on. And so our body gets kind of stuck in this mode where it thinks we're being chased by a saber-toothed tiger literally all the time. Mm-hmm. So we have this cortisol that goes up. And like I said, cortisol gives you that burst of energy to get away from the tiger. So if your cortisol is high and you're trying to get to sleep, what do you think is going to happen with that quality of sleep? It's going to be pretty crummy because you are all hyped up on these natural steroids. And so where ashwagandha comes in is it helps to normalize those cortisol levels. It helps your body to come back to its normal resting state far more easily. And we have just so many studies to help um, back up these benefits of ashwagandha that, you know, like historically ashwagandha has been used for thousands of years. And it's really cool to see science today really validating all of those uses that people have been um, using these adaptogens for, for years and years. So ashwagandha, um, helpful for you to fall asleep quicker and have a better quality of sleep. Like we we're saying that quality of sleep is so important. And I think it's, it's, it's especially important. And the more you talk about it, the more I'm thinking why I am not giving this to my husband every day, because that constant fight or flight recognition for first responders, especially, I don't know that they even know how to turn it off. Um, if, if ashwagandha was maybe part of his, his diet, um, or his, um, his health regime, it might help him relax a little bit. And ashwagandha is one of the things that I have my husband taking regularly, um, as well. And there are so many benefits when we're looking at it, um, through the lens of supporting our firefighters. Mm -hmm. So first of all, when they are getting up in the night, it can help them to fall asleep more easily when they do get to go back in bed, but it's not going to make them sedated and groggy and hard to get up and do their job yeah. you know, when those bells go off. That's awesome. Another thing is ashwagandha is really helpful for boosting testosterone levels in men. And like we were saying earlier, that interrupted sleep is a total testosterone killer. And so these guys, they could use some support in that area as well. If you have normal testosterone, is it going to make it go too high? No, 
it's an adaptogen. It's supporting your body in um, its ability to do those natural functions. What's another good one, um, especially for for our struggling first responders who are up crazy hours? What's a good um, so another one of my favorite favorite um, adaptogens would be rhodiola, and it has a super fun story behind it. Um, it was actually used by the Vikings before they went into battle. So they would use it before they go, you know, pillaging English villages in order to help focus them and give them to the stamina for battle. And so this is one that I um, see being so helpful, both for the first responders when they're trying to um, be up and alert after a hard day. Um, but also the moms, you know, like we're at home doing all the things, you know, maybe your kids are still young and you're waking up in the night as well. Um, but the rhodiola is really great for helping to, um, to focus the mind, give us a little boost of energy. And, um, it's interesting to know that it is one of the most widely used herbs in most of Europe for both um, attention deficit disorder, as well as for people with chronic fatigue syndrome, just because of the way it really helps um, support the body in that focus and energy as well. So I take it every day. I've been taking it for the last two months. I've definitely noticed a difference in my focus. Mm -hmm. um, my sleep is still hit or miss, but yeah. I blame that on anxiety and it probably hasn't adapted fully in my system, right. but so, well, rhodiola is an adaptogen. It's one of our more stimulating adaptogens. So we use that in the morning, but many people, you know, they pair it with ashwagandha in the evening to get that sleep. Um, a little bit better as well. But when we're talking about focus during the day, and especially when you need to focus on um, like school type tasks, like reading and writing and stuff like that. Um, another key adaptogen to think about is Bacopa. And Bacopa is what I think of really for, um, you know, our brain adaptogen really help with um, our memory and concentration as well. And so that's one um, that I think a lot of people haven't um, heard of quite as much. It's a great adaptogen for kids, um, and adults as well. Okay. So we're getting back to sleep, but we're all still anxious. So can you give us some tips and advice on dealing with that, with herbal medicine and absolutely functional so medicine, even I think. I think so many of us that have a hard time sleeping, our minds racing, it's just hard to turn it off. We're getting in bed, but can't stop going through that to-do list, writing emails in our mind and everything. So um, one of my favorite herbs for that is passion flower. And passion flower was historically used, we get it from um, our Central and South American um, neighbors, and it was historically used to care for the caretakers. So this is what was used for those that have a heavy emotional load. And so you just kind of carry that and you think about it and it's just hard to turn it off. 
And so passion flower, you know, it was great for the medicine people, the shamans, but it was really used for, but today it's one of the number one herbs that I use with moms caring for the kids in the house and the family all the time. Also great for those just um, burnt out firefighters. You know, they go through so many heavy emotional experiences every time they go to work. And while they certainly learn how to compartmentalize it over time, um, we still need to address that um, emotional burden that they carry. So passion flower comes in to really help quiet the mind. Um, I love taking a bigger dose of passion flower right before bed, but you can also take it throughout the day. It's not something that's going to be sedating, um, but it's really easy to just have a dose of it during the day when you are feeling like you are just completely overwhelmed and feeling that anxiety creep in. Um, it's a great one to just kind of take as needed, but I also want to make sure that we highlight, we can't really just supplement our way out of poor lifestyle habits. And so it's really important to take a moment and think about the things that um, are keeping us up and do some practice to help us um, relax a little bit better. A few of my favorites would be doing a gratitude journal in the evening and just really picking out those um, those positive aspects from the day that can help you to focus on that instead of just focusing on all the things that we need to do and um, where you're falling short. And a gratitude practice has really been shown to help increase people's sense of joy and well being. Um, and so that can be a really important thing that we can pair with these wonderful herbs to really get the, the best effect and the fullest relief. I totally agree with that. <laughs> we do. We, I think, I don't know. I think Audra and I have talked about this on previous episodes. We both have a gratitude practice that we, we go through. Um, I do it with my kids. I do it in the morning when I wake up, we do it before we go to bed. So um, it's actually really um, changed how we perceive life in Absolutely. general. Um, Absolutely. So that's really great advice. I, I totally agree with you. <laughs> I love having it as a family practice like you're doing, Chelsea. It's such a wonderful tool to teach your kids at a young age. We're just, we live in a time where we're bombarded with, um, you know, all the things that we need to make our life better. And if you only have X, Y, Z, um, you will finally be happy and fulfilled. And so I think it really is important to focus on what we have and what's really enriching and filling our lives now. Yeah, definitely. Um, tell us a little bit more about functional nutrition, nutrition testing. I can speak um, like how it can really benefit us and fire families. Like what's the process of functional nutritional testing? I've actually done it um, with my chiropractor Um so I'm kind of curious if you do it the same way, like how do you, yes. how do so you do it? this is just one of my favorite things that I do with my one-on-one -on -one clients. Um, 
So when I have clients, we work together over six month period of time and um, we do several different functional tests that really give us a wide view of what is going on in your body, what your body needs for support and the interconnectedness of all of our um, main body systems and what can be contributing to those whispers of disease coming in. Um, So functional nutrition testing is one of those ways that we do it. So it can be done either through blood or through urine. And um, I use a lab called Genova Diagnostics for that testing. And it's not just measuring the levels of nutrients that are in our body, because if you get it in your body and in your bloodstream, that's great. That's a great first step, but then you still have to get those nutrients into the cells of your body. And so what we test when we are testing our nutrient status is we are basically testing the metabolites. So the byproducts of the cells using those nutrients, um, as well as organic amino acids that are produced through our everyday normal processes. And so that can give us a really good idea, not just of like, if you're within the normal level of a certain nutrient, but how much does your body actually need? And so it really clues us in, not just to what we need to supplement with, but the testing that I do gives us a really good idea as to, um, how you are digesting because many people don't realize you know, the downstream effects, you know, one thing affects another process affects another. And so chronic stress, for instance, um, chronic stress suppresses stomach acid. When your stomach acid is suppressed, you cannot digest appropriately. And so then on this testing, we might see looking at the section with amino acids. Amino acids are basically building blocks of protein. If I see that they're just low all the way down the list, but you're eating a really great diet, you're getting enough protein in, it's a really good clue that you're just not digesting very well. And you could uh, benefit from, you know, maybe some um, digestive bitters, which are herbs to help stimulate digestion, or even adding on um, just a little bit of extra stomach acid in order to make sure that you are getting the nutrients from your food in order to do everything that your body needs because that undigested food, so you're not getting the nutrients you need, and then it moves into your intestine and um, your intestines should have it broken down a certain amount before it gets there. But if we're getting all these larger food molecules, well, then it becomes a breeding ground for the wrong kinds of bacteria. So now you're dealing with digestive issues. You're getting bloated, um, developing food sensitivities, And so it can really, you know, affect our health on so many different levels. And so the amino acid section of that test is just one of those areas that we, you know, really see um, how digestion is going on. Um, It shows us a lot about um, our gut microbiome as well. We look at different markers that can tell us if 
you know, perhaps there's some dysbiosis, which is um, basically the wrong kinds of bacteria in our gut that could be contributing to illness. Or do we have high markers for yeast in our gut um, and need to look a little bit more into that area in order to really get you feeling your best and feeling well? Okay, that's, I love everything about that. Um, is that similar to the type of testing that you've done? No, not at all. <laughs> so I'm totally fascinated now. I'm like, yeah, hmm. like I said, this, um, this is like a 10 page report. It's not like you go to the doctor and they check like three or four different markers. Yeah. This is like pages and pages and pages. It's like hundreds of different markers that we're looking at that tell us, you know, are you getting enough B vitamins? B vitamins are so important for stress and for detoxification. Um, speaking of detoxification, we're looking at markers for different toxins as well um, to see what your exposure level is. And then also is your body reacting to it appropriately? Like, do you have enough um, glutathione that helps to facilitate that detoxification process? And um, it really just gives us a detailed look on what is going on on every level of your body. And let me tell you, when I'm going through these tests with clients um, over and over, they're, they are fascinated. They've never heard about what's going on in their body in this level of detail. And, um, by the end of that session, you know, they are just as obsessed as I am with these tests. Yeah, it sounds actually, I mean, it's totally different than what I experienced, but it sounds a lot more in depth and, um, I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm really fascinated. I mean, I'm, I'm all for modern medicine, but I am definitely part of the team ancient, um, medicine. So <laughs> I like a combination of them all. Um, so it, it's always interesting to learn more about it. And I think to get people more aware that there's other mechanisms to your health rather than just feeding it an Advil or, you know, exactly. so I'm, I love, I love all of this. Um, I'm, I, I think it's awesome. I love what you're doing. Thank um, you. it's really the beauty of an integrative approach is, um, are we abandoning modern medicine? No, there is a time and place for it. Exactly. Very, very valid reasons to use it. Mm -hmm. Just rely on it a little bit too heavily. And, um, yep. I think if we're gonna, you know, get through all these new um, assaults on our health that we're experiencing, we really need to get down to a root level and some heavy, heavy duty support. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, we're gonna switch it up now. I think we're um, we're done torturing you with all of our questions. <laughs> <laughs> get some fun stuff for you all day <laughs> I know well I could too I might have to take you offline <laughs> um Chelsea you ready I am okay girl okay Jessica are you ready for the hot seat all right let's go 
<laughs> uh, just a refresher for those who are just tuning in today at the end of every episode we ask our guests a series of fun rapid fire questions mm. and they give us their rapid fire responses so here we go first question who is your current hero Oh, you know, um, like I mentioned earlier, Dr. Lodog is my hero. She um, brought me back from the brink of burnout in Western medicine and showed me a world of herbal medicine that is just so beautiful and in line with all of my um, deepest loves. Okay, next question. What would you sing at karaoke night? That's a hard one. Um, I really don't sing. And now that I'm not like driving in the car and commuting and stuff all the time, I have to say I'm really um, off my game with current hits. Um, we sing a lot of toddler songs around here. So maybe a little baby shark. Oh, I baby mean, it's a classic. A yeah, it's an absolute <laughs> classic. Maybe we can do the club <laughs> remix. Um, <laughs> no, nobody wants to see that. Okay. <laughs> Not from these no. ones. <laughs> what is one thing that you do for yourself every day? Every single day, I have to get outside in the morning, um, rain or shine, um, no matter how busy my day is, just 10 minutes in the morning is the number one thing that I do for myself. And I would suggest everybody do in order to make sure that they are supporting their circadian rhythm so that they can have all the energy during the day and the very best sleep at night. Absolutely. I, I do the same. And I think Audra does too. We both, we both walk in the morning, regardless of what is going on yep. in the world or in yes. our house. It's... No such thing as bad weather. You can put a coat on, just get that 10 minutes. Yep. Bring an umbrella. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, not so much on the North coast because it pours rain here. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. you <have> to... <laughs> Sometimes you gotta use the treadmill. Okay. <laughs> I live in California, but I'm up in the mountains. So we get snow and, you know, it could be in the twenties in the morning, Ooh. but yes, I'm still out there. We have, um, we have a lot of animals to take care of. So I get my sunshine and, you know, those animals really, um, make sure that I get out there to let them out and everything. Yeah. Um, we've actually, we'll sit outside in the morning, even regardless if it's raining or it's cold, we'll throw the ball for the dog and sit and drink coffee. So that's my husband and I, when he's home, that's what we do, but not necessarily Love. taking a walk in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, are you TV watcher? Sometimes. I mean, it's kind of like net Netflix life lately. Right. Okay. So this question is revolving around that. What is, what are you binging right now while hubby's on shift? Ooh. Um, I'm kind of between series right now, but I think on, um, on prime, I finished watching unorthodox, which is just super interesting, um, dive into, um, you know, one woman's, uh, life. Uh, so good. 
Yes. It's really good. I, um, I typically love like period dramas. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved, um, kind of fluffy, but rain, which I think was on Netflix, um, just about the, um, the French and Scottish royalty and, uh, Queen Mary. Um, yeah, that was, that was great. Um, but yeah, anything that, you know, takes me to a different land and a different time is, um, what I love. I don't need anything like intense and modern. I don't need that. I got enough going on in my real life. I just want something that kind of takes me to another place. Uh, yeah, I think Chelsea and I could agree with that. Anything to get us not in real life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but Dr. I stopped watching TV, remember? I know you did. Exa- exactly. Getting away from real life. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You still Definitely, watch Disney movies? I'm, I'm still, nope, I'm still on the no TV kick. We, I mean, I'll, we'll watch a Disney movie with the kids every once in a while, but we're, we're anti-TV right now, which is really different for us. So I wouldn't be able to answer that question because the last thing I binged was like a year ago. <laughs> Yeah. It's so hard. I go through like a phase where I'll watch a show and be super into it. And then I probably won't watch anything for maybe months because um, all those books that I requested from the library that I was on a wait list for like five months, they'll all come in at the same time. And so then I have to just read, read, read. And um, I have to say reading before bed I love so much more for like just a little bit of me time. Which is like the perfect segue into our next question. Yeah. What is your favorite book to read? Ooh, so, okay. Well, I did read the whole Outlander series. Um, Mm -hmm. So that kept me busy for a while. But I think one of my favorite books that I read recently is The 20th Wife, which um, takes place in India. I want to say maybe like the like 900s. And um, it's the story of a young woman growing up in, um, you know, traditional Indian culture and um, serving the women of the palace harem. And then eventually, um, rising and marrying the, um, emperor. I think, I think they call it an emperor. Um, and just, it's a fascinating story. Um, again, it's a, it's a historical novel, so it's based on real life, but of course, with some authors embellishments, um, for, you know, a little added dramatic component, but, um, that was a great one. Definitely going to put that one on my reading list. And I have a goal of reading the Outlander series, but have not started yet. For whatever reason, I'm in this like, <laughs> let's read about all the medical things right now. So yeah, um, oh. weird. Okay, so what would you change about yourself if you could? Hmm. Um, you know, I think it's both a blessing and a curse that I have this like deep desire to, um, to help others. 
a blessing because it truly is my life's mission, a curse because it sometimes leads me to neglect myself um, and, you know, forget that, you know, I am supporting everyone else to be healthy, but I need that same level of support for myself in order to be able to, um, to help others to the best of my abilities. So I guess, um, helping me, if I could change one thing, prioritizing me time a little bit more, I think would be at the top of that. Women are so bad at that. <laughs> it's like we're nurturers. So we forget that we need to take care of us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's where you're not alone in that. I don't think, I think we, we all do that a little bit. That's why we, uh, that's why the hot seat question, what do you do for yourself every single day? Like we need to hear that people do something for themselves every day so that we're empowered to do something for ourselves too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, let me tell you, taking a shower alone, like that's not self-care, like that's basic hygiene. Like that shouldn't be what you do for Thank self-care. You. Like Thank say you. it louder. Oh my God. And neither is going to the grocery store alone. Thank okay. You. That is not a vacation. No. Oh. That does not count as yeah, self-care. Taking care of ourselves. Wow. More than that. Yep consistently and without guilt. Okay. Every one of us, like we're allowed to sit down. Like, I don't know about you, but sometimes like I go through the whole day and realize I have not sat down for a single second and taken, you know, time off because, you know, I'm here, I'm running a business, I'm seeing clients, I'm homeschooling and, you know, like I have a husband that's gone like half the month. So I'm doing a lot. I'm learning to do more and, um, take that actual real time for me. That's not, um, basic hygiene or survival tasks. Yep. Uh, you hear it here. You heard it here on Juice podcasts. Taking a shower is not self-care. Okay. Let's just repeat that one more time. Right. Basic <laughs> hygiene is taking showers. Yeah. <laughs> Basic hygiene is not self-care. Okay. <laughs> right. No, absolutely not. So please do not use that as self-care. Um, one last question. What is your favorite thing about your career? Oh my goodness. Um, Well, honestly, what I do, sometimes it feels a little bit selfish because it makes me just over the moon excited to see people who um, have been struggling with the same things for years and years and years. And we start working together and we look into those labs that I was talking about and we find those root causes that, you know, they never even thought of that never would have even occurred to them um, was at play. And then they have this wildly successful transformation in their health and getting women out of that rut, out of their sleeplessness and their irritability and helping them to have that vibrant life that they dream of. Oh, there's seriously nothing better than hearing 
their successes every day. That's awesome. Well, we want to thank you so much for being with us today, Jessica. We um, love talking to you. This has been so fun. Um, for our listeners, if you're interested in learning more about Jessica, you can find her on Instagram at, at Jessica C. Myers or on our website at jessicacmyers.com. The website is Jessica Myers. Thank you. You'll see on the website. Thank you. JessicaMyers.com. Yes. And for anyone that is interested in learning more about adaptogens and going on a little bit of a deeper dive to kind of figure out which adaptogen is right for them, I do have a free guide that you can access through my Instagram bio link at Jessica C. Myers or directly at JessicaMyers.com slash your perfect adaptogen. And we will put that in the show notes so y'all can access it quickly and easily as well. If you enjoyed our show today and want to keep hearing more, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. You can also find us on all your favorite listening apps by searching for Dear Chiefs podcasts. And of course, on our website at dearchiefs.com. This is Chelsea and Audra over and out. Thanks so much for tuning in. Tune in weekly for the 25,000 foot view of loving a first responder. Audra and Chelsea, over and out. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.